Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kai Day. No, Kai I will. I will let you talk. Kai Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Legosians are tuning in. Half a million Legosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Legosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. Mubarak, Lagos, happy Eid to all my listeners who are Muslim. Uh, my husband was teasing me as he was dropping me off at work. How can you say you have one million Lagosians be bragging about your one million listeners and not one person has sent you a ram? I say, you would need to wipe my shame. You need to wipe my face because it's too much. The teasing in the house, it has, you know, it is too much, you know, just ep my life. Ep me. <laughs> First hard fact of the day, 140 six confirmed COVID cases yesterday. 134 cases in Lagos alone. So that's 91% of the new cases in Nigeria right here in Lagos. This third wave is more Lagosian than national. So please, eh, Lagos, don't stop taking your precautions. Limit your movement and when you must go out to work or to buy essentials, you have to wear a mask, keep your distance from people and wash and sanitize your hands. I was on my way into work and I was looking at all the streets in my estate that were blocked and the different cows and rams that were killed and I felt a bit sad for the cows because I'm like while they're killing one cow and you know the other cows are waiting to be killed I wonder what's going through their minds you know are they you know sitting there you know looking at their brothers or sisters be killed are they is their life flashing before their eyes these are some of the things I think about sometimes you know so I felt really sad then my husband said um, well thank God their trauma doesn't taste in the meat when you're eating it. I need to chase that money away from my house, I swear to God. Second hard fact of the day, voter registration is ongoing and you can register online. Just go to cvr.inec.org C for cat or cow, V for violence, R for radio uh, cvr.inecnigeria.org O for organization R for radio G for gate. So cvr.inecnigeria.org. Now listen, if your votes don't count, people like Senator Solomon Olamilekun Adela, who represents uh, Lagos West, will not vote no in the Senate when it's time to make sure that INEC maintains its independence. If you think I'm making up, listen to Senator Adeola for yourself. He represents Lagos West right here, uh, of course, in Lagos. I vote capital no to any amendment proposed by Senator Afan Batsi on the electronic transmission of voting. Thank you. 
that's your Senator Lagos representing Lagos West. If he wasn't so worried about uh, the transparency of elections, he wouldn't have said that at the Senate. Uh, well, we're not talking about electronic transmission of results today. We're going to talk about food prices and how they are affecting Salah celebrations. Huh? Then we'll talk about terrorists shooting down a military aircraft and the pilot's heroic survival. And then let's talk about Sunday Bogo's arrest in Kotonu. Chikwede will bring you community reports today. And on the big hard fact, we're going to talk some more about Salah. We're celebrating today. I beg, problem they finish. <laughs> you know they finish, we could rest today. Eh? Let's celebrate Salah, 5 p.m. You and I will talk about your favorite um, Eid memories or how you and your family celebrate Eid. We'll also talk about this um, beautiful tradition we have here in Nigeria where Muslims share salamit with friends and neighbors from all religions. So we'll have that conversation at five o'clock. Um, I, I wonder if you've lived in multiple parts of Nigeria, how is Salah different from state to state? So for me who lived in River State, there wasn't really a lot of Salah celebration because Muslims were not um, as... Um, uh, visible as they are here in Lagos. So Salah wasn't really a thing for us. It was just a nice public holiday. It was when I moved to Lagos in 2018 that I actually began to see Salah. You know, I'll be driving around and streets will be blocked and people are killing rams and cows. And it felt so like, it felt like Christmas morning. That's what it felt like to me, you know, um, who's an outsider looking in, right? And I also liked seeing it again today uh, on my way to work. So how is it different in the different parts of Nigeria that you've lived in vis-a-vis uh, -vis Lagos, for instance. Um, where is your favorite place to celebrate Salah? Five o'clock, we'll have that conversation. As usual, news updates at the top of the hour every hour. But right now, let's get into today's big three. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, Lagos. And these are your hard facts. The big three. On the hard facts. On 99.3, Nigeria Info. Food prices affecting your Eid celebration. How are food prices affecting your Eid celebration? How should the military address the threat to air superiority? How should the military address the threat to air superiority? And how do you feel about Sunday Wu's arrest? Those are your big three. Lagos, let's talk. Our first story is Salah. So let's talk about that. Right now, all over the world, Muslims are celebrating. Their well-wishers are, well, wishing them well. <laughs> and here in Nigeria, a big part of celebration is food. So ram, goat, cow, rice, moi moi, coleslaw, lots of eating of food, which means lots of cooking food, which means lots of buying food. Oh, I'm hungry just thinking about all the food. Ooh. Meanwhile, shout out to Lami Okoya. Lami Okoya said, oh, Sandra, I can come and eat some ram in my house, you know, so at least I have a, well, technically he's not my plug, it's my husband's plug, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to her and the Okoya family. Uh, and thank you for the ram. I'm being invited to come and eat. But yeah, with the prices these days, how much food can people buy? With the prices of food these days, how much food can people buy? I'm already hearing complaints that it will not be the same this year because people cannot afford to buy as much ram and other food as before. 
Now, I don't know how much of this is true and how much of it is my Muslim friends trying to slime me so that I don't come to their house after work. <laughs> but I'm asking you, Lagos, how are food prices in your neck of the woods right now? How has it affected your Eid celebration? I was talking to my gate man. I was like, Mohammed Afana, way around, say, Madam, Madam, this cost, Madam, Madam, round now, 200,000, 200,000, Madam, I don't get money, Madam. You know? So again, he may either be trying to scam me out of eating ram or he may be telling the truth. I don't know. You tell me, Lagos. Now, of course, we know that there are many parts, uh, many factors raising food prices. So you have the insecurity in different parts of the north. Uh, it's reduced food supply. Farmers are not planting as much as they normally would, for example. Transporting food across the country is more expensive because fewer transporters are ready to take the risk. And then, of course, food prices still have not recovered from uh, the double-digit uh, food inflation that was caused by COVID-19 and was also caused by the border closure. You know, that's the thing with food prices. They're quick to go up, but eh, to come down, <laughs> God, you go do sacrifice. It's very difficult. It's very rare for food prices to come back down. And even when they come back down, it's very slow. And that's why a policy decision from over two years ago can affect your salary today. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. And the, th the thing with food prices is if the prices of one food group, one group, of foods go up they will cause the prices of almost every other item to go up including other food because almost everybody eats those foods so the price of maize and rice will affect the price of ram and goat because the people where they sell ram and goat they chop rice and they guys get money where they could take chop the rice because rice price don't go up the poor they chop rice go chop fish the poor they sell fish go chop rice so it's all interconnected. But yeah, today is not about policy, you know? It's, it's about your pot. I just want to show you briefly that, that what I wanted to do with that was to show you briefly how policy affects your pot. But now that we've covered that, tell me about you. How have food prices affected your Eid celebrations? Women call me on 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 1465 0700-993-993-993. 14 minutes past three, Lagos. How have food prices affected your Eid celebrations? 99.3. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. All right. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Hello. Hi, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name? My name is Chica. Hi, Chica. Oh, long time. Where have you been? And I'm out. <laughs> okay. Welcome back today. Yeah. Uh, happy Idi Mubarak for Muslim friends out there. Yeah. Uh, like you actually said, how has the price of food affected? Uh, I think it's not just about the eat celebration. It's cut across board. Because uh, the truth of the matter is that uh, virtually the price of every food source has actually gone higher. And a lot of factors are involved, which you've actually rightly made mention some of them. Mm. But I think the only worrying aspect of it is that uh, the administration of the present I mean, they are not doing much concerning it. 
because if we want to ask ourselves, you still look around the crisis between farmers and headers, it's still persisting. Mm. And uh, you also look at the fact that uh, a lot of factors are involved. I mean, just about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were discussing how a lot of farmers were complaining that they could not pay back the CBN loan as a result of the attack from the headers, bandit, bandits, and what have you. Mm. And you begin to ask yourself, I mean, what is the government doing about it? The primary, I mean, one of the cabinet uh, objectives of any government is to provide uh, food for its people. I mean, so and uh, when government begins to face in this direction, it begins to ask yourself, what exactly is the essence of government in all this? Then let me quickly touch on Sunday Buho's arrest. Hmm. As far as I'm concerned, this drama is one too many. Why do I call it drama? Just yesterday, we learned that bandits shot down a Nigerian Air Force jet. And then this government, they are so quick to arrest. They've arrested Namde Kanudi. Now they've arrested Sunday Goho. And then you ask yourself, why is it that they haven't been able to arrest or deal with these bandits? And it's so sad that we've seen so many people liaising with these bandits. I mean, notable one is the one of Sheikh Gumi. We've also seen some governors having meetings with them, having interviews with them, and what have you. And I don't want to call them bandits anymore because from dictionary, the word bandit means bandit is not what is obtainable here. Bandit is someone who actually goes maybe for, to cause you to do something we don't want to do or forcefully take something from you. But if you get to the point whereby they begin to threaten the security of a nation, they are no longer bandit. They are terrorists. And that is what we've been saying. And government doesn't want to label them terrorists. And government keeps aiding them by paying them ransom, by giving them money. And these things actually maybe kind of boost their morale to keep doing what they are doing to the Nigerian state. And for me, it's quite sad. So for me, in as much as they arrested Sunday, they should give him fair hearing. They should give him fair trial. At the end of the day, if he's found capable of anything, I mean... He should serve whatever he's found of. But as, let me reiterate again. Let us use the same zeal we use in arresting Mandekanu and Sunday Igbo out of Nigeria. If we can go after them out of Nigeria, why can't we go after the bandage and the husband that are terrorizing Nigeria? Hmm. It's such a sad one. Chika, thank you so much for calling. Felix is in my 12. Hi, Felix. Yeah, my name is Fidelis. Oh, Fidelis. Hi, welcome. Yeah, I'm calling from my 12. All right, good to have you on the show. Sandra, hmm? <laughs> like I am on the same page with you. Okay. I have a lot of Muslim friends. <laughs> but if I tell you that since morning, eh, mm. I've not seen anything. <laughs> Believe me. Sandra, mm? I know what I like in my street. Mm. For the past 14 years, I've been living on that street. Mm-hmm. Every day like this. Hmm? Mm. She kills cow, one big cow, mm-hmm. and like three rams. Okay. Sandra, this morning, the only thing I saw outside that compound was just a ram. Okay. So that, that the, the interpretation of that is just that the country, I mean, the price of things in the market, mm. they are so bad. Things don't rough. Somebody was telling me that uh, initially, when you go to the market with like 150K, mm. you can get like two rams. Okay. For my dear, you go to market now, eh? What you get is just one ram. I don't know what is happening this time. I've not even eaten single <laughs> rice. Rice. I've not seen. Not to talk of uh, even the ram itself. 
honestly, we we just have to do something about this. Uh, uh, the, the price of um, the price of, of food, food in the market. Fidelis, thank you so much for calling. Uh, Victory in Shomolu, how are you? Good to have you on the show. Hello, Victory. Yes, I'm sorry, Yes, you're live on the show now. You're talking to Sandra now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Victory. Um, what I have to say is that even now, um, Oh, Victory, unfortunately, your line is not very clear. Your line um, is breaking up, so we're uh, struggling to hear what you're saying. If you can, please call us back. For women, uh, call us on 01465-7190. Sandra, RAM is actually 200,000 naira. Same with foodstuffs. They're extremely expensive. That's a message from Adewumi, who is in Fadei. Adewumi, thank you for sharing that with me. Uh, We've got um, the Adebayo family who are wishing their brothers and sisters uh, who are celebrating Eid. Thank you very much for using this medium to wish them happy Eid. Uh, Sandra, let's say the truth. Most of our fighter planes are old model, which may not be sufficient for today's warfare. I guess you're talking about our second story. Uh, Our WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. On Facebook, Franklin Chibike says, as Nigeria celebrates Eid, Eid, I'm wishing the uh, God-sent hero a happy moment as he stands for freedom for Igbos. All right. Uh, Ray's Bassi says, Sunday Igbo has done nothing wrong to Nigeria. He's only a freedom fighter. Please let him go. We're going to get to Sunday Igbo's story. Right now, though, we're talking about Eid. If you just tuned into the show, tell me how you're celebrating Eid. Tell me how uh, food prices are costing in your area. Hmm? Is food more expensive this time? Is it cheap? Have you been invited to eat meat? Have the food prices gone up where you are? Have they affected your celebration of Salah? How have the food prices affected your Eid celebration? Adegoke in Lekki, hello. Hi, Sandra. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Um, welcome to Salah. Same to you. Even though me are university ram. <laughs> uh, I Muslim friends, they are all hiding now. They don't <laughs> want to come out. I don't know why. Money no <laughs> day, that's why. Uh, okay, well, uh, when we are in, in my house, just relaxing and listening to the Nigerian phone, uh, the prices of food stuff, we know, everyone knows it has gone up seriously. And we know in Nigeria what goes up hardly comes down <laughs> in Nigeria. It hardly. It waits for to come down. Uh, it won't drop more than 1%. And then it start rising like that. You know? So that's one of the problems we have in Nigeria. So who determines the, the rates of uh, foodstuffs? You know, is there any regulatory body that goes around to check those who are hiking the prices of foodstuffs? You know, I don't think we have them. Back then, we have a, a, a what's it called? The sanit, uh, sanitation uh, guys who who make sure everywhere is clean. And um, if you err, they will they will serve you letters. 
know. Well, I, I'm not even sure I want people to regulate food prices because that's how you slide into communism, you know? <laughs> you, you should allow free markets. Uh, free, free markets are always preferable for businesses. Well, Maybe, maybe not regulate as in really determine. Uh, what I mean is make sure people don't overhike mm. the prices of stuff. Mm. Mm. Uh, so this, this is what the common man or humans feed on. You know, we need that to survive in Nigeria. Right. And then for the issue of uh, Sunday Boer, I'm, I'm not surprised the was caught. But I'm, I'm hearing that the general public people don't want to release him which I don't think they can actually hold on to him, you know, for that long, because it's very legal for Nigeria to request for him uh, to be repatriated to Nigeria. You know, but my issue is, why did they even arrest him in the Republic? Since he was boarding a flight twice to Germany, did did he enter the Republic illegally? What exactly is the reason why they arrested him? You know, I really don't know. No one can say. But Nigeria's government should really be careful. They are really witch hunting people and look at the media bill and everything. You know, trying to uh, make us not to be able to speak. You know, they want to suffocate us here. And people that are speaking out, you are arresting them. You know, they should just for once be uh, on the level playing field. So go after the bandits. Go after them, make an example of one of them so that this thing will not be one sided, it will not be partial yet. Mm. You know, so mm. that people will not be saying the government is partial, they're doing this. But as it's obvious, they are partial right now until they prove us wrong. Okay, all right. Thank you, Adek. Okay, for calling. We appreciate it. 99.3. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? My name is Savior Grace. Savior, welcome. My first time calling. I'm glad you called today. Actually, I read a headline that said that the president identified that the, the, the reason for food hike in the market is insecurity and that plot. That is not just a, uh, should I say, it's alone because how can you block the border and there is no food in the country? I think that the, the government should try as as much as possible to help us since the bandits and the insecurity and the flood do not allow our farmers to to plant their crops. Is it not right and reasonable for the government to at least allow the importation of food to come into the country? That will ask us for to go along with so that we won't die longer here. Thank you, Thank you Savia, for calling. Well, the government um, hasn't blocked uh, importation of food. They've restricted forex for importation of certain food items. Some people argue that that's not exactly blocking importation of food. And they have reopened the border. You know, the border was closed uh, for nearly two years, but it has been reopened. And um, people can now bring in food. They will just not have access to dollar from the CBN, which makes it really expensive. And some people... Uh, will say that that is, in fact, um, a roundabout way of banning food importation, right? Because sourcing dollar is is really tough. And sourcing a dollar, you know, uh, at that large amount, um, even tougher, you know. So um, 
it's 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 technical but it is what it is there you go so take a quick break when we come back i'll bring you our second story an air force pilot made it home safe after an armed group shot down his alpha jet that's our second story coming up after this break. we're back we're back we're back we're back we are back we're back on 99.3 nigeria minutes past three. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. An Air Force pilot made it home safe after an armed group shot down his Alpha jet. That's our second story on today's Big Three. Air Force says his name is Abayomi Dairo. His plane was shot down on Sunday while returning from a mission along the Zamfarakaduna border. Now, in recent months, the Air Force has been attacking the armed groups operating in that area. These are the so-called bandits who have been kidnapping students and travelers. Now, remember, the president had asked the armed forces to come down hard on these militias. And one of the tactical decisions was to use air superiority against them since they don't have their own planes. And apparently, it's starting to show results. But now, we have an armed group shooting down a plane for the first time. So this raises questions about what anti-aircraft weaponry they have. It wouldn't be the first time that we've seen insurgents use anti-aircraft guns against a superior air force. Afghanistan comes to mind. In the 70s and the 80s, the Mujahideen used uh, Stinger missiles against the Soviet helicopters. Soviet uh, helicopters. Now, I'm pointing this out because of the way that these groups in Zamfara and other northwest, uh, not northwest um, states are talked about. For example... The federal government refers to them as bandits. You heard uh, Chica. Bandits are thieves. Bandits are robbers. But clearly, these people, and more than that, they are enemies of the state. The Kaduna state governor, Nasser Arafai, said these so-called bandits needed a different approach than IPOB, for example. He said, quote, bandits are just collections of independent criminals. It is a business for them. It is not a case of Nigeria must break up. At this point, Lagos, we have to... We now have these groups whom El Rufai calls independent businessmen shooting down an alpha jet of the gallant Nigerian Air Force. So, Lagos, I want to know, do you think the arguments made by El Rufai or Sheikh Gumi that these bandits are not trying to destroy the state still hold water? Does it still hold water? But away from that, let's talk solutions. We know the Air Force will respond. We know the Air Force will respond heavily. The question now becomes, what can be done to cut off these armed groups from the supply lines? If you are in security, I'd like to hear from you today. We know that they are buying weapons uh, with money from kidnapping and gold mining. Somebody is selling weapons to them. They're getting those weapons across the border into Nigeria somehow. So what can be done to cut them off? What should be done to strengthen border patrols? What other um, support can be provided to the Air Force as they bombard these ungoverned spaces where these armed groups are hiding out? 
Talk to Me Lagos. Women call me on 01465 7190. Men call me on 0700 993 993 993. What should be done to cut off the supplies of these armed groups terrorizing the Northwest. WhatsApp is available as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And yes, you can still talk to me about Salah. How have food prices affected your Eid celebrations? You heard the man who talked about an Alahaja in his um, uh, area who uh, for the past 14 years has always killed one cow and several rams. This time around, she had only one ram. So that's how it has affected his uh, Salah celebrations. Because this Salah of a thing, not be only the Muslims, you know, where they chop the ram. It affects us too, because the Shem is give us, you know, we no be Muslim. So it affects us as well, you know? How has it affected your Salah celebrations? If you don't want to talk about that, talk to me about um, this Air Force uh, uh, plane that was shut down by terrorists. What should be done to cut off the supplies of these groups? 99.3. Hello. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? This is Ibikunle, calling from Lotify by Corridor. Happy Salah, Ibikunle. Same to you. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, on the prices of goods and services, mm-hmm. I want to say that we can't take that away from inflation. So I still maintain that inflation is imported into this country. And our culture has taken the dimension, dimension of the foreign culture. Sandra, let me tell you one thing. No, hold on. G- hold on. Before okay. you tell me the one thing, explain okay. what you mean by inflation was imported into this country. Due to foreign culture, you see people buying expensive wines oh. that you can never imagine. God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me? Mm. Somebody was telling me that a ram, one ram costs 200,000. That is even small, 300,000, 400,000 naira. Why would it not cost up to that? You see somebody wearing a shoe of 50,000 naira, pricing a ram. Okay, let me ask so you. you let, let me ask you. Let, 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 let me ask you. Let, let me ask you something. <laughs> what percentage of the population buys expensive wine? It doesn't matter. No, it, it does matter. It, it because, come on, it, it because you're a teacher, right? Of course. Uh-huh. So calm down. It does matter. You cannot go and tell your students it doesn't matter. Okay. You can't. You can't do that. How, what okay. percentage of the population buys expensive wine? How could such a small percentage of the population affect the entire okay. food markets? It doesn't change the psyche of our people. It doesn't change. I'm just asking. It doesn't change. Hey, Sandra. Oh, you're asking if it doesn't change the psyche yes, of our people? It change. What yes. What changes the psyche of our people? <laughs> I'm telling you that inflation, okay, is imported. No, please don't Due say to that. Culture. I'm, no, <laughs> we have, I'm not saying that. That is the only reason that is responsible for this. I'm, I'm not saying that. Get me right. Are we still together? Well, I'm listening to you. Okay, so that is that. So, it, commonsensically, you don't see somebody wearing a shoe of 50,000. Commonsensically, you cannot say that infla- inflation is imported. You say it is they, imported. No, it, it, is, it is not. Anyway, it it is not. Imported. And I hope that's and not something that you see, like, away I'm from not, radio. Get me right. Mm. I'm not saying that there are no other factors responsible for this. You can't what, even... What you, you, no, I, I'm sorry. As soon as you start with inflation is imported, I can't listen to anything else that you have to say oh as God. a factor. 
answer. Okay, okay. Can I ask you a question? Because I asked you a simple question and you couldn't even answer. What, what, perce- what percentage of the population buys expensive wine? I'm telling you, I'm not, I have not done this. You're not answering the question. So you, so you, so I'm you've not done, you've oh not done God. the statistics. But you're here saying to me that that's the reason we have inflation. I said that is not the only reason. But I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that inflation could be important? No, I do not. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you say that that's not the only reason. Is it the main reason? That is, that is not the only reason. Is it the main reason? No, no. Oh, my God. That is not the only reason. Is, it, is it the that, main reason? No, no, no. That I mentioned that reason doesn't mean that that is the main reason. Okay, tell me the other reasons. Abba. Shortage is there. Infrastructure is there. You get it now? We can mention them. Mention them. I'm asking you to mention them. Oh, my. I've mentioned three now. So what? Shortage and infrastructure. Of course. So shortage and infrastructure. Of course now. Mm -hmm. If if people cannot move the goods from the rural Mm. to the city, it Mm. causes it. Mm. Another thing is storage facility. Mm. So we can can go on and on. Okay. So you have all these other reasons. Why are you then focused on a reason that you know is not the main reason? Are you taking objection to what I mentioned earlier? No, no. Hold on. Why are you focused on a reason that you know is not a main reason? Should we not be focused on these main reasons? I mentioned one. Then you jumped in. But I'm telling you that inflation could be imported. And in our own case, it's imported due to foreign culture. I'm telling you. So, so again, you say inflation can be imported, right? Imported, and you yes. say it's you, due you to foreign culture. And you, you say, and, you, and you say it's due to foreign culture. And I'm arguing that with you. But you in, the, in, in the middle of the argument, in the middle of the argument, because it's not possible. It's possible. Okay. Go and make your research. It's possible. I think inflation could be imported. Yeah. Mark my word. Okay. All right, Ibikunle. Thank you very much for calling. There's only one person who should be making their research in this conversation, and it's not me. Benga is in Ikorodu. How are you? All right. Benga is not there anymore. 99.3. Hello. Ah, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome. Uh, Baraka de Sala. Same to you. Yeah, uh, let me uh, 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 say something about what uh, that the last uh, speaker said mm. about the inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, most of times we try to deceive our people. Maybe the government do the same thing. Uh, you and I know that the problem we have as far as uh, food shortage in this country is the attack from the uh, Fulani Hesman. Who are, who are all over the place destroying the farmland of our brothers in the northeast, northwest, and north central. And uh, you understand? Mm. And uh, we keep talking about this, and nobody uh, pays uh, listening ear uh, to that. I mean, the government is not even responding to. Uh, that that kind of problem we have. But if you can say that one of the reasons is that inflation no, is important. I don't want to. I don't want to argue with I'm, I'm a teacher that will say this. The national radio, while his students are listening to this, is he trying to tell the students that nothing is happening in Nigeria? The killings that are happening in Nigeria does not mean anything to him. Is he part of the, the hypothesis that say that when somebody's, uh, uh, some other person's uh, uh, brother's corpse is being carried, you look like if uh, the people are carrying firewood because he has not affected him, the killing has not affected him. Is it the way our people reason? Our brothers in the Northeast 
cannot go to their farm. It was in the north central, even Nasrawa here and uh, Adamawa. And you know that uh, uh, a lot of cassava is produced in Taraba. Those people cannot go to their farm. To their farm. Nasrawa here, the same thing. Bedway, the same thing. People are dying on daily basis. People are scared to go to their farm and farm and give us farm produce. And somebody is talking about uh, uh, wine. Are we discussing wine? This is the kind of nation we have. People will just wake up and begin to look at somebody in the National Assembly. Somebody has woken up and said, please, uh, we want to make sure that, uh, please, let us pass a bill and make sure that uh, uh, this uh, donkeys don't, don't go into a station. You are talking about donkeys when Nigerians are dying in hundreds. Thank you very much for calling. We've got Rafael Inaja who says, My office is in the middle of Okari Market in Lagos Island. The chicken I usually buy two for three eight every Friday gradually rose to 5,000 naira yesterday when I was coming home. Rafael, thank you very much. Uh, President Sandra, let's call a spade a spade. Mm, the media is almost being gagged. Security is nothing to write home about. I myself, I rise for Sunday Bobo. Uh, Abayomi is my hero. Sandra, my name is Jojo from Ikorodu. The last time I bought a kilo of Titus fish, it was 1,200. I went to the market on Sunday and to my surprise, I was told it was 1,800. You need to see the way and manner in which I was repeating 1818 as if I have suddenly went deaf. I cry for this country, Sandra. Well, Ibikunle says it's because you buy expensive wine. You know, this inflation is imported. Stop drinking expensive wine. We've got some uh, Somebody else who says the only way to stop these bandits is to get this government out of power. I don't know about that. We've got um, Daya who says, I hope that pilot will not become another Rotile for making it back alive. Those bandits, which they termed businessmen, now have anti-aircraft missiles. And Sunday Bobo and MNEK are... Oh, Mazin Namdikano, okay. Are there a headache? The West will soon stop aircrafts from Nigeria's airspace. Dio, thanks for sending your message in. We've got John Mark Innocent who says, It's clear that the government has been giving herders and bandits soft landing, so let Afenifera and Ohaneze come to the defense of their innocent Ibuho and Kano. All right, let's take a look at more messages. Uh, Sandra, can you let me know the school Ibikunle is teaching so that I can tell my children to avoid the school? Ah, bye on. Wow. Thank you very much. Uh, Sandra Ibikunde is, is entitled to his opinion. Everyone should make his or her own contribution. I agree with you. We've got uh, Adams who says uh, inflation is imported, but you cannot, cannot explain how it is imported. Uh, there's insecurity in the farmlands. Food, food importation is facing difficulties. And someone is talking about inflation importation and high cost of wine. Adams, thank you very much for your message. Wasiu says the reason for persistent inflation on food is because of the farmers that can no longer go to their farm due to herdsmen. Some of these farmers even lost loans that they got from banks due to this same problem. Was you, Eid Mubarak, to you as well. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. My name is Samuel from Shasha. Check, let the government check their kitchen cabinet to know people sponsoring the armed banditry, kidnapping, abduction, and so on. Government should brace up to the challenges bedeviling the nation. Thank you very much for your message message weapons coming to the bandits through the borders is indictment against the customs immigration and police border patrol they've compromised their duties and responsibilities it's a shame all right thank you very much for your message we appreciate that as well that's a message from pato in Ota. Mm, only 
23% can afford expensive wine. Ralph from Satellite Town says, Sandra Ibikunle is not completely incorrect in that some part of inflation is a function of capacity to pay. If a seller knows that some people can pay more for a commodity they have, they have no incentive to sell low. Mm. All right, Mac Paul, thank you very much for your message. Let's bring you our final story on the show today. Sunday Ibogo, he has been arrested in Kotonu. He was arrested uh, by Benin Republic security agents at an airport last night. He was allegedly on his way to Germany. The Benin authorities um, have Ibogo in custody and um, plans are underway to hand him over to Nigeria. Now, this is after, of course, uh, the SSS declared Ibuhu wanted after they raided their house, raided his house um, three weeks ago. Now, this arrest raises some very interesting points. First of all, how did Ibuhu get across the border? Because immediately after the raid, the government ordered the immigration service and other agencies to ensure that he did not leave the country. So how did he somehow manage to slip out? Then there's, of course, the process being followed here. If the reports are true uh, and he was arrested by legal authorities in Benin um, and there will be a formal legal handover process, it's very interesting because you compare that to Namdi Kanu's case. We talked about it yesterday on the Big Three. And you compare that to all the uncertainty and silence about where he was captured, uh, by whom he was captured, how he ended up back in Nigeria. And, um, you know, it just, it just helps you see the difference in both processes. Now, we'll be bringing you uh, updates on that story as they come. Uh, we've not heard from um, the government yet. We have heard from uh, Ibogo's lawyers. Uh, so we're keeping an eye on that story. And the more we know, the more you will know as well. But what do you think about his arrest in Cotonou? Men, call me on 0700-993-993-993. Women, call me on 01465-7190. There's WhatsApp, of course. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Chinwai Nikorodu says, How can that teacher say inflation is caused by importation of foreign culture when those foreign countries have lower inflation than us? But you heard from Mac Paul, Chinwai. Mac Paul says that, uh, you know, the teacher is not completely incorrect because some part of inflation is a function of capacity to pay. If a seller knows that some people can pay more for um, a commodity, um, then they have no incentive to sell low. Interestingly, uh, we've got a message from uh, Chief Oboforibo. Chief, hi. Thanks for listening. Chief Oboforibo from Agungi says, in response to Mark Paul, sellers may raise prices because they think some people can pay. But if the people who can pay are only a small percentage, sellers will return to low prices when they experience the drop in demand. This is why arguments that attribute food inflation in Nigeria to luxury are flawed. Disposable income is too limited to justify it. The true drivers of food inflations here are restrictions in supply and low productivity. Chief, thank you very much for listening to the show and then for sending in your thoughts. Let's take a look at more messages uh, via WhatsApp. Uh, Ibikunle is quite correct that inflation can be imported 
But putting it at the front burner is wrong when there are other pressing causes. Another issue he's failing to admit is that imported inflation is caused by the government. Sam from Ojo. Sam, it's not correct to say that inf- inflation can be imported. But I mean, I think that's a different topic on topic on its own. And we'll have to like just settle down, calm down and talk about it. 99.3. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Julius speaking from Agege. Hi, Julius. Yeah, I want to talk about the food uh, inflation. Mm-hmm. Actually, I am from the northern part of the country. Okay. And this uh, problem caused by this Fulani Hesmen, banditry, and lack of uh, uh, employment. Since 1997, we have been having issue of this Fulani Hesmen. They have been killing our people. But I am surprised just you people are just getting to know about it. You understand? Okay. So, and uh, last month, I called my sister. My sister right now, she's in Gibia. Okay. No Gibia, is in Katina, border of Nigeria and Niger, before play. I called her, I say, how is business going down there? She now told me that, hmm, my brother, things are not going well. If you could remember, there was a time they kidnapped people early in the morning, in the mosque in Gibia, they've been killing people. People are not going to farm. As we are speaking now, people are not going to farm, even in Katsina State. So tell me, how do you expect the food to be circulating? Hmm. In my place, I am from Gombe State to be precise. People are not going to farm because everybody is scared. Nobody wants to die. You understand? Right. And somebody is sitting down there telling you to go to farm. And even you go to farm, Everywhere, the, 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 the Fulani Hesmen. When I was growing up, we used to harvest our crop and leave it after the Christmas. January, February, we now started bringing the food home. But now you dare not try because as you are harvesting the crop, the Fulani Hesmen will just put their cows. You don't even know them. They are coming from Senegal, Niger, Mali, you understand? They will bring in, I don't know, they will bring in short, short cows that doesn't have horns. They will put in. If you talk, only you will see only maybe 50 cows, you will see about seven people following them with corn. If you talk, they will kill you. This thing I'm telling you, if it is like, just let, let the northerner call and confirm. So this thing, in fact, if we want this thing to stop, government know how to stop this thing, but they are making money out of it. Because when Shegumi was going out negotiating for a bandits, I was even telling my, my, my boss that I'm working with her, I said, okay, mommy, you know what? Maybe to, if federal government will grant amnesty to the bandit, maybe me, I will go and form my own uh, gang so that you, you will now solicit for us so that they will grant amnesty for us. This is absolutely nonsense. So, in fact, let them at least tackle this insecurity because we are not safe. Okay. That's my contribution. Thank you very much for calling to share it. We've got a message here from Good Luck in Ijebode who says Ibikunle mentioned scarcity as one other cause of inflation. The insurgency in the north is causing scarcity in good supply, hence the inflated prices. Yes, inflation can be, could be imported and Ibikunle is right. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to have to do a topic on this thing because... Um, um, you know, there's uh, whew, okay. All right, let me take a look at more messages via WhatsApp. Sandra, the reason for inflation 
and high cost of foodstuff is not far-fetched. Nigerian farmers cannot go to farms again due to attacks by herdsmen, uh, kidnapping and the killing of farmers, federal government excessive borrowing and devaluation of our Naira and the exchange rate. God's power from... Uh, ooh, oh, sorry, I, I just you know took away from that. Uh, uh, AFS from Gorn Estate says the only method to address the issues pertaining to boundaries is not only to get this current government out of the office but also getting an acceptable government into power for everybody to automatically love to support people will automatically love to support good government alright thank you very much um, the government is unnecessarily persecuting freedom fighters Muiwa from Satellite Town with that message um Let's see. Sandra, this is John. Our government and the bandits are good people. Let's stop complaining. Rather, Ibo and Namdi's arrest will stop insecurity in Nigeria. Sandra, Nigeria's situation is baffling and confusing. Is it inflation that we're really battling with? In Economics 101, we're told inflation is when too much money is chasing too few goods. But here in Nigeria, our situation is too little money chasing too few goods. Sandra, a lot of things are wrong with our economy. Something is fundamentally wrong with our economy, Faye says. Faye, thank you very much uh, for your message. We've got Christopher Inikoyi on the line. Christopher, how are you? People's president. Good to have you on the show. President Sandra. Welcome. Thank you. Good job. Look, one thing I like about you, you are not the type of uh, journalist or radio presenter that one person will come and bamboozle or have this big grammar to push you around. I'm so happy for that. You know, Femi Additional told some of us, they should stop sounding like a broken record. You had that, right? Okay. Um, President Sandra, did I hear you say they opened the border? Yes, they opened the border. Look, for the past six months, I've been trying to send something to Ghana. Whenever I get to my two, hmm. those drivers will tell me, ah, okay, they just announced I never opened. No, they passed through bush, crossed some water. Are you serious? Yes. My two here. I have goods I want to send to my sister in Ghana. Six months now, we can't. Even this uh, transporter, this normal uh, uh, some ADC, hmm. they can't go. Eh? So I'm surprised when I hear you. You know, that time I asked you, you said, don't worry, you'll get the official decision from your mm-hmm. And I had you today. Mm-hmm. Two Sundays ago, I was at my two now. Mm-hmm. It, it goes that I can pay like 30,000 naira. Mm-hmm. The guy is telling me 70,000. I say, why? He said, because they passed through bush. Water is still closed. Wow. Christopher, thank you for sharing that information with us. It is something we'd like to confirm, uh, verify by ourselves. But thank you for bringing that to my notice as well as the person on WhatsApp as well. We do have to take a break. When we come back, let me talk about this inflated, uh, in, uh, imported inflation business because it's doing my head in. Seriously. My eating a bum tim 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 as I'm hearing these people are saying. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Don't go away. Listening to your number one station for talk. Your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. All right. Uh, five minutes to the top of the hour. Actually, um, it's four minutes now to the top of the hour. And we have more people who are, um, are sending me messages on WhatsApp. So uh, we've got this one from Goke Nikbaja Road, who says, in economics, we have imported inflation as one of the types of inflation. Inflation can be imported. All right, Goke, thank you for sending your message in. We've got uh, somebody who did a Google search. Inflation uh, can be imported. 
said, but this is a discussion we can have on a different day. And then he has a, a Google search from, uh, what's it called now? From OxfordReference.com. And Oxford Reference is saying increases in the prices of imported fuels, materials, components, increased domestic costs of production and lead to increases in the prices of domestically produced goods. Imported inflation may be set off by foreign price increases or by depreciation of a current of a country's exchange rate. All right. So it's not by wine again, Abby. It's not by uh, people that are buying expensive wine. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't worry. I'm going to address that. Let me take more messages from WhatsApp first. Uh, Mike from Atanota says, I'd like to inform you that the Idiroko border close to me isn't open as far as I know. All right. Mike, thank you for that eyewitness report. We have... Um, as somebody who says I argue too much uh, and says, yes, inflation can be imported. Uh, actually, if you ask any good economist, they will tell you that that's nonsense to say that import, uh, inflation can be imported. But yes, go ahead. Uh, when you're importing almost everything and you're not producing anything, that's the first cause of inflation. You are uh, importing inflation and exporting your economy. Wow, I must really annoy you. That message is filled with a lot of um, annoyance. Hey, yeah. Don't don't worry, God will heal you. We've got more messages here from Onome. Onome says the high price of foodstuff is not inflation. Uh, insecurity, difficulty in importation and mainly political agenda, a do or die affair. When the head of the fish is bad, it affects the whole before it duly affects the body. We should cut it off. Um, actually, there is food inflation. Um, so it's not just that. All right. So let's take a look at this message here. If someone is saying that inflation can be imported, then the person should be telling us the type of inflation that falls under. There's demand pull, cost push, hyper and galloping inflation. Which one is this imported inflation? Alfred from Bariga is asking. Like I said, eh, next week, we're going to take one hour between five and six and discuss this thing. Huh? All right. But here's what I'm going to say to end this matter. And for the person who's saying, ask an economist. If you ask an economist and you say imported inflation, inflation is imported, they will not tell you that, oh, this statement makes sense. There's no economist that will hear inflation is imported and not say this statement doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense in English. It doesn't make sense in economics. It's like saying radio is salt. And when I asked Ibikunle to explain what he meant when he said inflation is imported, he said people are buying expensive wine. How exactly does this translate to inflation is imported? The closest statement that it could remotely be interpreted to mean is that imports cause inflation. But this is false. I've had Nonso Bikili here on my show. He was the head economist at Business Day. He's an economist now working with the UN. And he says that it is the lack of matching exports that cause a balance of payments problem. If anybody blames imports for inflation, it's because they believe exports cannot grow. So the problem isn't that you are importing, it is that you are not exporting. But like I said, 
Next week, we'll talk about this. I'm going to choose a day. And for an entire hour, you and I will discuss it. In the meantime, let's bring you Community Report. Chukwudi is in Lekki today to look at the aftermath of a flood. We'll bring you business news. After that, let's talk to Chukwudi. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili.